Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Al D. This is a show designed for aspiring current and former MBAs looking for advice on how you can grow your career through an MBA degree. During each episode, I'll talk to MBA students, graduates, and leaders about the MBA experience, navigating the workplace, and career development so you can learn how to develop and achieve your own version of career success through an MBA and beyond. Welcome to the MBA Insider Podcast. My name is Al D. I'm the host of the MBA Insider Podcast and the founder of MBAschool.com. Today's episode is all about life after business school. This is a topic that has come up a handful of times on the podcast, and I've had some amazing guests who have talked about what life was like after they went to business school, graduated, and transitioned back into the workplace, into new careers, into new industries and functions, and what they learned along the way. Now, I've had the privilege of interviewing a lot of people about this topic, but I've never actually shared myself what my own experience was like after I graduated from business school and went back into the working world and how that transition went for me. And I wanted to take some time in this episode to share a little bit of my story to give you a sense of what it is like. But for the students out there who are graduating this year, here's a look into some of the lessons that I learned. And certainly for the folks out there who have already graduated and are are alum and are thinking about where they are in their career, where they want to go, this could be helpful to you here to hear. And then finally, certainly for the aspiring MBAs out there, This is what life could look like on the other side. But I wanted to take a few minutes in this episode to share my own lived experience, some of the highs and lows, and what I think I learned from it. So with that, let's dive in. I graduated business school from UNC Keaton Flagler in 2015. I was in a fortunate position in that I knew I was going back to the company that I worked for prior to business school, but I was changing my office, changing the group I was in, and coming back at a higher level. And so while some of the things were remaining the same in terms of I was still going to be a consultant and I roughly knew what the job was going to look like, there were other things that were going to be very different. I purposely picked San Francisco because I never lived there before and I wanted to try to live in a new part of the United States. I wanted to build new friendships and build my own new community. That was something that I didn't feel like I had done when I lived previously on the East Coast. And in addition to that, I was certainly coming into a new group at the firm and at a higher level. And so that was certainly new as well. And so there were some new things. There were some old things. I moved out to San Francisco in the summer of 2015. I had a little bit of time to transition from school, did some downtime before I started my job. And I used that time just to recharge and and relax before I jumped headfirst into a new uh, job. I think a couple things that stuck to me about that whole experience as it started. I think first and foremost, I still was incredibly proud of graduating from business school and achieving that milestone. I knew I had worked hard to get there. I knew I had worked hard in school and I knew I had and felt I had a bright future ahead of me. So I was super excited. But that said, I also was ready for the next challenge. I really do, as I think back, really did feel like after I graduated business school, I had gotten a lot out of the experience. I really felt like I had made the most of it. And so I was certainly sad to leave the people behind, but I was ready for a new challenge. And I think the third thing was, is that I, since I knew intentionally that I was selecting a new place to live in a new part of the United States, somewhere I hadn't lived before, I knew that there was going to be some effort that was going to be put in into forming a new community, both personally and professionally, in a new place. And while I knew that it was going to take some work and effort, I don't think I fully understood what that was going to, what that meant or what it was going to, what that was going to entail. And so that was definitely something 
that I was prepared for when I re-entered the workplace and moved to a new place. Okay, so what was that like? Starting that first job, starting the first couple months, getting back into the swing of work, you know, moving out of school. There's some realities that like certainly came to light. So the first off is that the transition did suck a little bit in the sense that you went from being full-time in school where you can do what you want to certainly having a job with real responsibility. And yeah, like I'm not gonna lie, those first couple weeks were definitely a little tough, but they certainly over time got better because I chose a job that I thought I wanted to do and that I thought I was going to enjoy. And not to mention, I had some experience doing it previously, so it wasn't entirely new. But yes, I will be honest and say, I do vaguely remember, or actually very vividly remember an experience I had Within the first week of my job, I think being back and sitting there, and it was maybe 2.10 or 2.15 in the afternoon, and just thinking to myself, holy crap, not only do I still have four more hours left in this day, but I have 30 years of these days left in my career, at least, if not more. Is this really what it was like? It was definitely a little bit of a momentary existential crisis, if you will, and eventually I did get over it. But I think ultimately, though, that moment was just a reflection of the fact that for the past two years, I more or less had the ability to choose how I wanted to spend my days. And now I didn't have the choice or agency to really do that. And fortunately, not all days were like that. Certainly some of them were, but not all days were like that. But it is a reality of it, particularly if you have a really good time in business school. I think another reality is that you have to blend confidence and humility, particularly when you are stepping into something that is new you do should and should have a certain amount of confidence in terms of feeling like you worked hard, feeling like you have a set of skills, feeling like you have some level of competence, but also humility in the sense of even as a person who had worked at this company before, I was still new. There were still things that I didn't know. And I think I had seen a lot of past MBAs who had entered my company make the mistake of coming in with guns blazing and feeling like a hotshot. And so I really tried my best to blend that, both that confidence and that humility of, I do think I know a few things and I feel very capable or confident in my own abilities. And I also know there's things that I don't know. I think another reality is I quickly learned, and again, how grateful I was for the relationships I made in business school. I was fortunate in that I ended up staying in touch with a lot of my classmates post business school, particularly early on in my career, post MBA. And having some other folks who were out in San Francisco who I could rely on, both help for help and socialization, personally and professionally, was really valuable. But also just particularly in those first couple months and even that first year, just having people I could talk to for go to for advice or just to talk to to learn more about their experience, to trade stories, I think was super, super valuable. And then I think perhaps the last thing and the last reality that that kind of set in for me was this general idea that time is really your most valuable asset. And it is something that you can't necessarily make more of. And it's, it's something that you can't get back. I think I, I realized just how valuable time and important time was because I was working in a demanding job and role. I was working in consulting. I was traveling quite a bit. And so I didn't necessarily have a lot of free time. And what that did was taught me two things. One, it taught me the importance of making sure that if I was going to be investing time into something, whether it was at work or not, that it was really worthwhile and meaningful because, yeah, you can't get it back. And then the second thing was, particularly for my life outside of work, 
that I was spending time in the right kinds of ways and in a way that was truly aligned to what my priorities were. If you ever want to know what your priorities are, just take a look at your calendar and see what you're spending time on. And if that doesn't match up with what you think it should be, that is a good place to start as a point of reflection to figure out how do you get back on track. So those were just some other lessons I learned pretty quickly just in that post-MBA transition. Okay, I want to talk about a couple lessons that are career-related that I learned in those first, maybe we'll call it 12 to 24 months post-graduating from business school. And I think there's f- maybe four or five that really stand out that I, I'll take the time to maybe share. So the first one is that when you graduate, paths will diverge, and that is a feature, not a bug. What I mean by this is that I think in business school, for a lot of people, there are certain tracks, if you will. And that's your banking, your consulting, your CPG, your tech, your VC, like whatever it is. And those tracks can be helpful because it gives you an understanding of what you need to do in order to go down that route. And it also groups you with other people. And a lot of times that's how you build relationships. But the reality of it is that people have diverse interests in their careers and people have diverse directions that they want to go in. And you'll find pretty quickly that people will start diverting from those tracks soon after uh, you graduate from school. Just as a specific example of this, I remember seeing within the first couple months of in business school that a number of people had already left their jobs that they had started post-MBA. And there is a stat that's out there. I can't find it. I don't think anyone will like willingly publish this, but I know that I've heard it from a number of different career program, career development offices at top MBA programs. Many people, probably anywhere between 40-50% of students and alum, or, or excuse me, alum, end up changing their jobs within two years post-MBA. And so what I mean by saying it's a feature, not a bug, is that I think a lot of times we expect to go to business school to achieve that specific goal that we have for ourselves, And once we get that job in whatever it is, then we're set. And in reality, that isn't always the case. It's people end up going on their different paths much more and that are much more divergent than just following that path that you recruit for when you're in school. And I think along with that, the second, you know, lesson I would say is that it's, while it's easy to play the quote unquote compare and despair game, it's much more rewarding to focus on your own path if you will. I remember very much looking to my left and looking to my right to see who was getting promoted, who was rising up the ranks, who was getting these assignments or doing this or doing that. And it's very natural to want to compare yourself to others. And it also is very natural once you do that to feel like crap afterwards because you don't feel like you've achieved in the same way. And in reality, going back to what I was saying with point number one is that while it's great that they have done that, it's that's because that's the path they're probably on. And it's a much healthier and much more meaningful activity to focus on what is the path that you want to take or that you're meant to take and to really focus on that. Hey there, it's Al. And thanks so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. I wanted to take a quick break to ask you a small favor. I'm loving doing this show and I hope you're enjoying it too. And that's where I would really love your help. If you're enjoying this episode, I would really appreciate it if you take a few minutes to leave a review and rate this podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts, or simply share it on social media or send it to a friend. I'm incredibly grateful for your support. Thank you, and let's get back to the show. I think the third thing that I learned is that particularly if you're entering your first post-MBA job, and especially if you're going into a large company... There is this general idea that you're going to come in and all of a sudden hit the ground running, be super successful, get all this shit done. And while you certainly have abilities, 
it's really hard to do that when you're just starting off in a post-MBA job. The reality of it is, for many of you, and this was myself included, is that you're entering just the regular middle of an organization where you do have the ability to make an impact, but you're often trying to make an impact working through and working with others, not necessarily leading others right away or not necessarily telling people what to do. And so skills like influence without authority, storytelling, uh, persuasion, being able to rally people together, being able to communicate effectively, being able to inspire people, those are really important. And I think it's easy to, and I was probably guilty of this, I know I was, of wanting to come in guns blazing, being like, here's my way, here's how I think we should do things. And I really had to check myself again to understand that I could be successful and I could make an impact. It just meant that I had to build influence and I had to build credibility first. I really had to think about not how do I get this thing done, but how do I use the power of other people to get the things I want to get done? And that is a skill that has served me well navigating large organizations. And particularly, it's something that is a little bit of a nuance that you have to learn when particularly if you are coming into a post-MBA role where you do feel like you want to make an impact, but being able to learn how the organization works and then how you fit within it, I think is super, super critical to any type of career post-MBA, particularly if it's a, a larger organization. I think another lesson or career lesson I learned pretty quickly in my time post-business school was that the first job after business school is probably not going to be your last one. And that's okay. And I think that is okay because it hopefully will take a little bit of the pressure off of you in terms of when you get there, if things don't go the way that you want, or if it's not a quote-unquote dream job or perfect job. I think there's so much emphasis on being in, when you're in business school of getting towards that desired career goal or career outcome, really being able to make that career pivot or transition, whatever it ends up being, into the field that you want. And everyone focuses so much on that. But the reality of it is that the majority of people who go to business school, they graduate between the ages of 27 and roughly, we'll say, 35 or 36. The reality that they're going to stay in that same role and that same company and that same industry for the next 30 to 35 years of their life is pretty, pretty slim. 99.5% of the people who go to business school, your last job, your first job out of business school isn't your last one. And so what that means is a couple things. I think first and foremost, hopefully it takes a little bit of pressure if it is in fact not working out. I think the second thing is that hopefully it gives you a chance to lean into how can I make this the best for what it is for right now? Fully knowing that it may be something you do for a year, for two years, for 10 years, but really having a healthy optimism that of both wanting to make an impact while also acknowledging this may not be forever, and that is okay. I think that intuitively many students know that when they graduate, but it's hard to grasp. And I also think that oftentimes if you keep this in mind, if you do get a sense that you don't like your job right now, it's okay. And that's okay. Don't, you don't have to feel shame about that. You don't have to feel like you messed up or that it was a failure. It's just sometimes things don't work out. And in addition to that, many of us are going to have many more jobs and many more careers. And so if for a while you did this thing and it ends up pivoting you to another thing, that's okay too. But there are far more people who graduate from business school who have multiple careers and work in multiple industries and work for multiple companies than people who just stick to the same thing. I think perhaps the next lesson I learned and this stems from being someone who is incredibly self-reflective, is that you cannot self-reflect your way into a new career. As someone who changed careers twice post-MBA, 
can very much tell you that self-reflection plays an important role. Being able to have a sense of yourself, to have self-awareness, to have the emotional intelligence to understand your strengths, your interests, what you want to do, super, super important. But that isn't necessarily always going to be enough. You're going to have to look outside of that. You're going to have to look about how the outside world sees you. You're going to have to look at the opportunities that exist outside yourself. You're going to help to ask for help. And it's not just about coming up with and self-reflecting your way into thinking that you want to do a certain field or you want to move into a certain thing. And I think maybe the last thing I'd say is that your MBA education, that is a gift. And what you choose to do with it, that is your gift to others. The MBA, at least in my view, is a vehicle for accelerating your knowledge, your resources, your capital into the world, right? It helps you bring that to life in terms of getting you to a new job, getting to a new career, getting to a new function, a new industry. And how you choose to use what you learned in school and what you gained as a result of going to school, that's on you. And that's on you to, to use and find ways to make it meaningful, making it impactful, and hopefully to do some good in the world, however you choose to define that. And that is something that I thought a lot about and still think about to this day. And I think in my own kind of point of view, the more that I can do that, the more I can think about that, the more I can make an impact through that actually also helps increase the ROI of my own MBA degree. Okay, so very tactically, some highs and some lows. So highs, definitely starting a new job post-business school at a company that I liked, making work friends, being able to have a lot more income than I did prior to business school, to do fun things, to live in a cool city. Certainly also finding my own community living in San Francisco. Many of my friends, at least initially early on, post-business school actually came from my job because they hired a lot of MBA grads and I was able to make friends there. I also think that having worked at the company I did before, I had a chance to go back and work with some of the people that I really enjoyed working with. And so that made work really enjoyable. Some of the lows, certainly working in consulting, the travel was tough. Certainly there were definitely projects that were not very fun. Certainly there was a lot of stress in the sense that because I was traveling and working a lot, I didn't always have time to spend time with the friends that I made or uh, really invest in the community that I was trying to become a part of. And certainly also feeling a little bit lost at times, knowing that I had graduated from school and thinking to myself, now what? What do I do? And I think one of the probably most poignant times for me where it was definitely a low was really being on a project at the time where I was working a lot, I was constantly stressed, I was not eating very healthy, I wasn't getting great sleep, and just realizing that I had worked really hard to get to a point where I was in my career, where I could have a good job and a good life, and it just wasn't materializing in that specific moment where all these other things seemed to be going wrong. And I took it pretty personally, and I took it really hard because I was the one I thought that had architected that for myself. And so that certainly was a particular challenge. And I think for me, probably one of the linchpin moments and toughest moments, but also most important moments was I knew that working consulting was going to be a demanding challenge. And certainly I had to give, I got a lot out of that, but certainly had to give up many things. But I think probably the, the moment where I was probably having the most amount of stress and also just challenge was I got invited to a wedding and I couldn't go to the wedding because 
I didn't know what I was going to be for when I had to fly out for the wedding because I was in between projects and jobs. And I didn't know when I was going to find out. And so I had to say no to the wedding until that got sorted out. And that kind of was a tipping point for me in understanding this idea that while you get a lot out of what your job gives you, you also have to give things in return. And I think that was a tipping point for me to realize maybe perhaps the things I was giving up wasn't worth what I was getting in return. So those were some of the really just honest highs and lows, particularly in those first year or two post-MBA. So wrapping up here, just a couple final takeaways before I end this episode. The getting an MBA degree is the journey. It's a journey and it's just the beginning. I think a lot of times people view the getting the degree as the milestone and then you're done. And it is a milestone and you should be proud of it. But where you really start learning and growing really is after that happens. And getting the degree is really just the beginning and the lynch, uh, a huge lynch point and starting point for that. The second takeaway is that your job is to chart your own path and, and not necessarily to follow a path. In some cases, that path will look similar to others, but in a lot of cases, it may look quite different. And I think if you can embrace that and lean into that, you're going to find something that's incredibly more meaningful and valuable and something that is more aligned to what it is that you want to do. I think the third and final takeaway is that there is joy in the journey and the process. What I mean by that is I think there is a desire by a lot of us to quote unquote figure it all out. I know I've said that so many times throughout my life and particularly with respect to my career. And I very much viewed figuring it out as knowing that job or thing that I wanted to do and then just doing it. And once I figured, once I quote unquote figured it out, I would just be fine. And I think what I've learned, particularly in those first couple years post MBA, is that the joy is in the journey and the process of figuring it out, not so much in the end of itself. That is a big aha, was a big aha for me. I would also say that it does definitely make it a little bit harder. It does require a lot more reflection, a lot more processing, a lot more work, and a lot more curiosity and wonder to be able to go on that journey to, to figure out what it is you, sh- you want to be doing or that you should be doing. But that is also why it can be so meaningful and so rewarding. Because you get, even though you're doing more work, it's getting closer and closer to the person that you want to become or the things that you want to do, or perhaps a little bit of both. And so I think that would be the final takeaway from particularly from my first couple years post business school. So that wraps up this episode of me sharing a little bit more about my own life after business school and what that experience was like, some of the highs and lows, and some of the key takeaways from the journey. I hope this was helpful and interesting to you. And I hope you're enjoying some of these solo episodes. If you have any feedback or have any topics you'd like me to cover, don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Hi, everyone. LD here. And thank you so much for listening to the MBA Insider Podcast. If you liked what you heard, make sure to head over to Apple Podcasts and to write a review. It will only take 15 seconds. I'd also love to hear what you've been listening to on the podcast and any suggestions you have for how we can improve. Find me on LinkedIn or head over to mbaschooled.com backslash podcast.